what is up and welcome back to the JT Talk Show. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about the Ravens versus Bengals um, wild card matchup. My bad. For a second, I I was I was like kind of tired, and then I'm like, but I have to get this episode out. Um, yes, let me also say I am your host, JT Talks, or Jaden, whatever you want to call me. Um, go ahead and do it, and we're going to unfold right into this episode. So. Even though this is a wild card match, I don't intend on this episode being a very long episode because I'm going to be honest, I really don't want to do this episode. Like, And as much as I love the Baltimore Ravens, I just want to watch and see how the game plays out, which I still will be doing a, um, you know, a, a recap of it, no matter how it goes. But since it, it's Ravens playoff day. And usually it's like, oh man, excitement's there. What is your team going to do? But tonight is going to be rough. And yes, I could say tonight since it's 12.45 where I'm doing it. So the game is in a couple hours. By the time I wake up, it will be now a shorter time, which I don't know. Hopefully I wake up a little early because I do have, uh, like, I have a lot of stuff to get done tomorrow. In it, it, it's a Sunday, but I have to wake up. I have to be up. There's stuff I got to do tomorrow morning, and uh, I just have to get it done. So yeah. But um, <clears throat> I wanted to just say before we get on to this Ravens versus Bengals episode, I just want to say thank you guys for the support and just starting this year off alone. My episode, which I came back with the Pacers episode, that episode did really well. And for most people, it's like, oh my god, you have like, what, 5 views per video, 10 views per video, 15, 20. Like, that's sad. But for me, that is so impressive. And as a guy who only does this podcast for fun, I I get on here to talk about what I like to talk about, and... um. What's sad is that this is probably, or this could be the last Ravens um, game video that I'm going to do, at least pre-game. And it's sad to just see how we've gotten um, in the season. Because I feel like two weeks ago, we were watching the Ravens versus the Dolphins, or the Ravens versus Bills. I just feel like the the NFL season always goes so fast. And it's something different with like the NBA and the NFL, which the NBA feels like the season lasts for a year. There's so many games. It's such long seasons. But the NFL, in just a couple months span, going to summer to February, feels so short. Because you could be on week one, two weeks later, you're at week 18. Then you're in the playoffs. And if your team didn't make the playoffs, you're in the offseason. And I just think that th- this game is going to be kind of sad and also okay at the same time. There's a lot of factors and there's a lot of things that I do want to talk about in this episode 
that I've been holding on that I've been wanting to talk about. Number one, the Ravens, obviously, QB8, LJ8, Lamar Jackson is going to be out for this game, if that was not already kind of obvious, because I feel like, I I, I mean, I kind of knew that he was going to be out, and this is sad news, because like, likely th- this means done with the season. This means it's over. It could be. And I'm going to read off his tweet, he said. But, I mean, if the Ravens can somehow pull through tonight, which I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to get loud, which I have been keeping it at a very low tone. If y'all Bengals fans, if somehow Tyler Huntley and Anthony Brown, and this Baltimore Ravens team comes to your territory on a prime time playoff game and win, I am never, ever, and I mean ever going to let this down. You will never hear the end of it from me. So to all my Bengals fans that watch this podcast, to all people that know me on Twitter, I just want to let you know, I will be rolling each and every single one of you up in a blunt and smoking that Bengals pack. I just want y'all to know, I don't want to be toxic, but I swear to God, if y'all lose this game, Bengals, and I feel like it's going to be even funnier with how cocky and how sensitive and how just so bad the Bengals fan base is. The Bengals fan base has to be in my top five worst fan bases in the NFL. I'm not going to go off of that because that's not what we're talking about. But that is one of my least favorite fan bases in the NFL. Because how... Oh my god, oh my god, they're playing rough. Oh my god, they're hitting hard. Oh man, there was some roughing calls. They shouldn't be playing like that. Dirty hits, dirty hits. That's literally what the Bengals did last week. They all complained about dirty hits. If you went on Twitter and you went on YouTube, they'd be like, oh, the Ravens were cheating because they they were doing dirty hits. Uh, These should have been fouls. There was one call where I think that could have been called. But the Bengals fans are the most whiny people in the world. They are the most sensitive fan base. Like, literally, they they get so sensitive over literally everything. And this is no hate to the players there. I'm not saying I like them. Joe Burrow, he has swag. Joe Shiesty, Joe Burrow, whatever you, whatever you want to call him. Whatever you want to call him, I'm just going to call him Joe Burrow. Because he's Joe Burrow. He does not get a nickname from me because I don't like him. And I'm not saying that... I don't like him as he plays football or a person. I just don't like him as a player. I don't like to watch him play. I, I'm just not a fan. Like, and I'm not saying that he is a talented quarterback. I mean, 
comeback player of the year, um, got to a Super Bowl last year, um, undefeated against Patrick Mahomes. Joe Burrow has the swag, such a talented talent. Do I believe Lamar is better? Yes. And and I want to say that with full honesty. Because imagine you gave one Lamar Jackson, just one good wide receiver like Jamar Chase. One good wide receiver. If we had Jamar Chase or we had T. Higgins or just somebody in that caliber of good receiving, Lamar Jackson would honestly, with targets, be the best quarterback in the NFL. Maybe the second. Maybe behind Patrick Mahomes. But Lamar Jackson, if you gave him those targets, he would easily. And with Rashad Bateman, which he was going off, there's so many people. I think no one, absolutely no one, could beat the Baltimore Ravens if Rashad Bateman and Lamar Jackson, that duo clicked. And next season, if we get them back, which, God, we are praying, but we're going to get to that in a minute. Um, next season, if, if, if Lamar's back, that duo is going to be unstoppable because of the way that Rashad Bateman played in the couple games that he did, he was absolutely going off. I mean, the deep balls, such good. Like, he just caught balls that were just so unexpected. Another person I really miss is Devin Duvernay. Devin Duvernay, like, makes such a difference on this offense that it's, like, kind of unreal. Like, you would think, like, Devin Duvernay, a decent football player, not like, oh, high key, but no. Devin Duvernay really makes this offense better, too. And all I'm saying is that next season, I think the Ravens are going to be good enough to make it to a Super Bowl. If we get Lamar Jackson, truly, if we can stay healthy and we can have that, then the Ravens are going to the Super Bowl. I'd bet on it. I'd bet on it that the Ravens, and uh, even if we don't, at least an ASC championship is coming. But all I'm saying is that if somehow, this Baltimore Ravens team beats the Bengals to move on to a divisional round, then I don't want to see any disrespect to Huntley, no matter how bad he'd play in any other game, no matter how bad he plays tonight, no matter how bad he plays tonight, if the Ravens still get a victory, J.K. Dobbins could carry the team on its back. They could, the defense could carry the team on its back. And if we still won, I don't want to see any more hate to Tyler Huntley, period. 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 We were sitting out starters last week, so th- that was a thing. And 
nobody really expected the Ravens to win. I never expected the Ravens to win. And tonight, no matter how much I might be scared, I think, and this is what you all have to do as a Ravens fan and as a fan of your team. Stay confident in your boys. No matter how hard it gets, just like Lions fans, think about them. The people that stay with them for years, no matter every single bad season that they've had, every single up and down for the past, what, every single year of their franchise. Think about that. And all I'm saying is that if the Ravens were to play well enough, manipulate this game well enough, and that the Ravens can get this victory and cap it off, which would be such a sweet victory. I mean, it'd be one heck of a night. I'm celebrating. I'm partying. If the Ravens win tonight, the celebration is going to be wild. I'm literally going to crack open something. It could be a tired two liter. And I'm going to shake that crap up like it's some champagne. And I'm going to be popping all over the place. I, I, I would hit the gritty on TikTok. I would get sturdy on TikTok. The celebration is going to be wild. If the Ravens can pull off a game of the red hot Cincinnati Bengals. This is such such a scary game to watch. But as a Ravens fan, I'm still excited. It's playoff football. And to all the Ravens fans being negative and being like, oh, well, I'm not even going to watch this game. Then you're not a real Ravens fan. That's just the truth. People will be like, oh, Lamar Jackson's not playing? Oh, I'm not going to watch my team. I don't care if the Ravens were zero. I don't care if they had a record of zero. If they didn't win any game in any season, I would still be around to watch my boys play every single game and at least one game in real life because that's my schedule. Every single year, I at least go to one Ravens game a year, which is always amazing. The game against the Broncos was amazing, even though, you know, we didn't have Lamar because he got hurt. Uh, But um, it's definitely an interesting thing. And um, I think we're just going to have to watch to see how this game's going to go. And I'm going to give off my keys to what the Ravens have to do to win this football game. Number one. This is number one. This is absolutely number one on the list. Number one. Do not. And I mean do not mess up play calling because when I tell you that this season has been one of the worst Raven seasons that I have seen Greg Roman 
literally does plays that look careless. It looks like you let some nine-year-old on Madden and they picked just a Hail Mary at the beginning of the game and throw a pick on the first play. That's how careless Greg Roman has been with his play calling. And the Ravens cannot afford to make mistakes that that have been happening all season, period. Because the way that I've seen the Ravens, whether I've been impressed with defense, offense, any single player on this 53-man roster, anyone, you can't make those mistakes in a football game, especially in the playoffs where everything is high. And another reason I am also scared for this game is that it's intense. It's it's in the playoffs. It's a cold night game in, in, in a hostile environment and enemy territory. And the Ravens are going to have to go out there and block out the noise. Number two, block out the noise. This is mainly for Huntley. And I want him to know that you do not have to be pressured to do things that are stupid. Block out the crowd. Block out the people. Focus on your game. And focus on this team. Winning is all that matters in the playoffs, period. It's either you win or you go home and you wait till the next season to see it play out. Another thing I want to say. Congratulations to Trevor Lawrence coming back from a 27-point deficit, which was, man, I was wild. This isn't about the Jaguars, but I just wanted to congratulate him because that was one heck of a win, and um, I'm ready to see that dude ball, ball out because he has been doing amazing lately. Now, again, like I said, Huntley, what you did in the Pittsburgh game cannot happen. And I mean it with my full heart, cannot happen. Huntley threw the most careless football that I have seen this entire season. Throws it right to the Steelers. Right in front of him. He literally passed for no reason. You cannot do that. Do not force balls that you don't need to throw. Throw it out. Try to get outside the pocket. Get two yards. Two yards or one yard is better than getting something is better than getting something that than getting an interception or a fumble or zero yards. It's way more important. Way, way, way more important. And and we just cannot be careless. That is the main thing that I am focused on in this football game is that the Ravens cannot be careless like they've been doing. Because the Ravens do these things and play careless. They literally play so careless. So, so, so careless. And you cannot do that. 
in a playoff football game, especially if it's not at the bank, not at your home, not at your crib, not at your territory. You know what I mean? It, we cannot play careless. Number three, run the ball. The Ravens have to do this. Uh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Actually, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before I get to that, nothing to mention with the play calling. No more putting players in positions that they don't play. Patrick Ricard is not, should not be wide receiver one. A 300-pound fullback should not be out there playing at a wide receiver slot. Do not make stupid QB powers. Do not run tight end screens. Which Greg Roman, God, he pisses me off with them tight end screens because they get literally nowhere. Literally, it pisses me off. And he did this with Isaiah Likely last week, which just, why? Why run a tight end screen on like second and nine? Like literally second and nine and you're running a tight end screen. Like just makes no sense of how Greg Roman is just so, just so careless sometimes. Um, so yeah. Another thing I want to say, three, run the ball. You have J.K. Dobbins. You have J.K. Dobbins. You have J.K. Dobbins. You have J.K. Dobbins. I could repeat that 1,000 times. I could repeat that one player 1,000 times name. J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins. This dude... Averages five yards per carry, which he's balling, literally balling per carry. That's big numbers in the NFL. That is big, big numbers. And usually, even if it's just five yards, J.K. Dobbins, his, his athleticism is absolutely insane. Something that is so talented from this running back. And I'm so happy that we have him on the team. Because J.K. Dobbins, through the injuries and through everything, that dude looks like a beast. J.K.'s hungry. I believe he also he's ready to put the team on his back. He's ready to go. This is a guy that literally, even though he gets five yards per carry, which is amazing, great. We see him get so many first downs, like literally. J.K. Dobbins is so strong. He'll literally push right through a defender. He will push right through them. It could be three men going after him, and he can escape and get a touchdown, get like 20 yards. J.K. Dobbins is absolutely insane. Second, you have Gus Edwards. 
probably, I would say, the toughest slash strongest running back on your team. Gus Edwards is a fighter for yards. He can get you those yards and he can clutch up in big time moments. If we're in the third quarter and we're in the fourth quarter, we need to use JK, especially if it's like a two yard or a goal line type situation, then use Gus Edwards. Kenyon Drake. Surprisingly, Kenyon Drake has played good football for the Ravens. I'm not saying that he's been like borderline amazing, but to say that he's played bad, you just can't say that because he has played pretty good and you can you need to use the Ravens need to use literally every single player and every single advantage that you can use to defeat this Bengals team, do what you need to do. 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 Do everything what you need to do to beat this team. Defense. Number one. Get tackles. Get Sacks. Last week when we faced the Bengals, the Ravens were missing these wide open tackles, wide open sacks. That cannot, and I mean cannot happen in a playoff game or just any game in general. Odafe Owe. I had such high hopes for him. And at one point I was like, oh yeah. This kid's going to like literally be a star. Because I really liked Owe. I thought Owe was going to play good. And I thought he was going to play great. So disappointing. I mean, there's been so many times in this season alone. Where we've had Odafe Owe. And he has just missed an easy sack. Letting it slip. You cannot do that. You cannot miss tackles that are easy to get. And since we just signed Roquan Smith to a five-year deal, I'm feeling okay, which is easily our best defensive player on the team right now. Marlon Humphrey, Chuck Clark, you cannot allow big chunks of yardage. You cannot allow Jamar Chase to be wide open down the field for Joe Burrow to easily get 20, 30 yards. You you can't. You, you can't do that. You cannot leave those people open. And the Ravens have to be locked in on defense. This is honestly a defensive performance to which matters so much. This matters so much. Because this is the Baltimore Ravens. This is the Baltimore Ravens. We are we are like a defensive first, a running and defensive first team. You have the defense. Go out there and lock in. Lock the hell in. Lock in. Lock in. Another thing that I want to say 
is that I want to talk about Lamar Jackson and his contract. Um, apparently, the Ravens are still looking forward and are looking to negotiate with Lamar after the season ends too, still, which is probably the best news that we've heard from Baltimore in months, in literally months. Um, we have to get this deal off. We have to. But since this episode's not like that, um, I'm not going to get much on that. But it, it does make me just disappointed to see how this going. And this isn't looking too great. But I, I'm really hoping that the Ravens and Lamar can get something. Because, man, I'm just telling you that the years that we're going to be put back if we lose Lamar Jackson, that it is over. And that's all I'm going to say. That it's literally over. If Lamar Jackson's gone, then the the Ravens are leaving with Lamar Jackson. And I don't mean like the Ravens are literally leaving. Just like how people say, just how like NASCAR fans say that NASCAR died with Arnhart. I mean, not, eh, okay, okay, I need to stop. I need to stop with all this stuff. <laughs> I need to stop. But still, the Ravens, you have to lock in. You have to clutch up. And I'm going to see you guys for the recap. This episode went way longer. And honestly, I have so much more I want to say. But I'm not going to make it a huge long episode since it's really late. But I hope that we all can enjoy the playoff games that we get to see today. Um, Hopefully your team does good in the playoffs as long as it's not the Bengals. As long as it's not the Bengals, hopefully your team is doing well slash does well in the playoffs. And um, I'm going to check up with y'all after the game, no matter how the outcome comes. And uh, yeah, actually, uh, nah, nah, I'll save it. I'll save it. I'll save it till if the season ends today, then we'll talk about what I want to talk about. And if season goes on. We won't talk about it for until the end of the season because there's so much more I want to say with this episode, but I'm I'm not even going to. But thank you guys for watching this episode. Like I said, again, um, we're going to have a good day of football. We're going to have a good day of watching. And yeah, I'll see you guys on the next one. And peace out. And pray for Lamar to be on the team still. And um, we're praying for his recovery too. But with that being said, peace out.